Chapters 6 through 10 of the Second Book of Maccabees, King James Version. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 6. Not long after this, the king sent an old man of Athens to compel the Jews to depart from the laws of their fathers, and not to live after the laws of God, and to pollute also the temple of Jerusalem, and to call it the temple of Jupiter Olympus, and that in Gazerim, of Jupiter the defender of strangers, as they did desire that dwell in the place. The coming in of this mischief was sore and grievous to the people, for the temple was filled with riots and reviling by the Gentiles, who dallied with harlots and had to do with women within the circuit of the holy places, and besides that brought in things that were not lawful. The altar also was filled with profane things, which the law forbiddeth. Neither was it lawful for a man to keep Sabbath days or ancient fasts, or to profess himself at all to be a Jew. And in the day of the king's birth, every month, they were brought by bitter constraint to eat of the sacrifices, and when the fast of Bacchus was kept, the Jews were compelled to go in procession to Bacchus, carrying ivy. Moreover, there went out a decree to the neighbor cities of the heathen by the suggestion of Ptolemy against the Jews, that they should observe the same fashions and be partakers of their sacrifices. And whosoever would not conform themselves to the manners of the Gentiles should be put to death. Then might a man have seen the present misery. For there were two women brought, who had circumcised their children, whom when they had openly led round about the city, the babes handing at their breasts, they cast them down headlong from the wall and others that had run together into caves nearby to keep the Sabbath day secretly, being discovered by Philip, were all burnt together, because they made a conscience to help themselves for the honor of the most sacred day. Now I beseech those that read this book that they be not discouraged for these calamities, but that they judge those punishments not to be for destruction, but for the chastening of our nation." For it is a token of his great goodness when the wicked doers are not suffered any long time, but forthwith punished. For not as with other nations whom the Lord patiently forbeareth to punish, till they come to the fullness of their sins, so dealt he with us. Lest that, being come to the height of sin, afterwards he should take vengeance of us. And therefore he never withdrew his mercy from us. And though he punished with adversity, Yet doth he never forsake his people. But let this that we had spoken be for a warning unto us, and now will we come to the declaring of the matter in a few words. Eleazar, one of the principal scribes, an aged man, and of a well-favored countenance, was constrained to open his mouth and to eat swine's flesh. But he, choosing rather to die gloriously than to live stained with such abomination, spit it forth, and came of his own accord to the torment. As it behooved them to come, that are resolute to stand out against such things, as are not lawful for love of life to be tasted. But they that had the charge of the wicked feast, for the old acquaintance they had with the man, taking him aside, besought him to bring flesh of his own provision, such as was lawful for him to use, and make as if he did eat of the flesh taken from the sacrifice commanded by the king, that in so doing he might be delivered from death, and for the old friendship with them find favor. 
but he began to consider discreetly and as became his age and the excellency of his ancient years and the honor of his gray head whereon was come and his most honest education from a child or rather the holy law made and given by god therefore he answered accordingly and willed them straightways to send him to the grave for it becometh not our age said he in any wise to disassemble whereby many young persons might think that eleazar being fourscore years old and ten were now gone to a strange religion and so they through mine hypocrisy and desire to live a little time and a moment longer should be deceived by me and i get a stain to mine old age and make it abominable for though the present time i should be delivered from the punishment of men yet should i not escape the hand of the almighty neither alive nor dead wherefore now manfully changing this life i will show myself such an one as mine age requireth and leave a noble example to such as be young to die willingly and courageously for the honorable and holy laws and when he had said these words immediately he went to the torment they that led him changing the good will they bear him a little before into hatred because the foresaid speeches proceeded as they thought from a desperate mind but when he was ready to die with stripes he groaned and said it is manifest unto the lord that hath the holy knowledge that whereas i might have been delivered from death i now endure sore pains in body by being beaten but in soul am well content to suffer these things because i fear him and thus this man died leaving his death for an example of a noble courage and a memorial of virtue not only unto young men but unto all his nation chapter seven and it came to pass also that seven brethren with their mother were taken and compelled by the king against the law to taste swine's flesh and were tormented with scourges and whips but one of them that spake first said thus what wouldst thou ask or learn of us we are ready to die rather than to transgress the laws of our fathers then the king being in a rage commanded pans and cauldrons to be made hot which forthwith being heated he commanded to cut out the tongue of him that spake first and to cut off the utmost parts of his body the rest of his brethren and his mother looking on now when he was thus maimed in all his members he commanded him being yet alive to be brought to the fire and to be fried in a pan and as the vapor of the pan was for a good space dispersed they exhorted one another with the mother to die manfully saying thus the lord god looketh upon us and in truth hath comfort in us as moses in his song which witnessed to their faces declared saying that he shall be comforted in his servants so when the first was dead after this number they brought the second to make him a mocking stock and when they had pulled off the skin of his head with the hair they asked him wilt thou eat before thou be punished throughout every member of thy body but he answered in his own language and said no wherefore he also received the next torment in order as the former did and when he was at the last gasp he said thou like a fury takest us out of this present life but the king of the world shall raise us up who have died for his laws unto everlasting life after him was the third made a mocking stock 
and when he was required, he put out his tongue. And that right soon, holding forth his hands manfully, and said courageously, These I had from heaven, and for his laws I despised them, and from him I hoped to receive them again, insomuch that the king and they that were with him marveled at the young man's courage, for that he nothing regarded the pains. Now when this man was dead also, they tormented and mangled the fourth in like manner. So when he was ready to die, he said thus, It is good, being put to death by men, to look for hope from God, to be raised up again by him. As for thee, thou shalt have no resurrection to life. Afterward, they brought the fifth also, and mangled him. Then looked he unto the king, and said, Thou hast power over men, thou art corruptible, thou doest what thou wilt, yet think not that our nation is forsaken of God. But abide a while, and behold his great power, how he will torment thee and thy seed. After him also they brought the sixth, who being ready to die, said, Be not deceived without cause, for we suffer these things for ourselves, having sinned against our God. Therefore marvelous things are done unto us. But think not thou that takest in hand to strive against God, that thou shalt escape unpunished. But the mother was marvelous above all, and worthy of honorable memory, for when she saw her seven sons slain within the space of one day, she bare it with a good courage, because of the hope that she had in the Lord. Yea, she exhorted every one of them in her own language, filled with courageous spirits, and stirring up her womanish thoughts with a manly stomach. She said unto them, I cannot tell how ye came into my womb, for I neither gave you breath nor life, neither was it I that formed the members of every one of you, but doubtless the creator of the world, who formed the generation of man, and found out the beginning of all things, will also of his own mercy give you breath and life again, as ye now regard not your own selves for his law's sake. Now Antiochus, thinking himself despised, and suspecting it to be a reproachful speech, whilst the youngest was yet alive, did not only exhort him by words, but also assured him with oaths that he would make him both a rich and happy man, if he would turn from the laws of his father, and that also he would take him for his friend, and trust him with affairs. And when the young man would in no case hearken unto him, the king called his mother, and exhorted her that she would counsel the young man to save his life. And when he had exhorted her with many words, she promised him that she would counsel her son. But she, bowing herself toward him, laughing the cruel tyrant to scorn, spake in her country language on this manner, O my son, have pity upon me that bear thee nine months in thy womb, and give thee such three years, and nourish thee, and brought thee up unto this age, and endured the troubles of education. I beseech thee, my son, look upon the heaven and the earth, and all that is therein, and consider that God made them of things that were not, and so was mankind made likewise. Fear not this tormentor, but, being worthy of thy brethren, take thy death, that I may receive thee again in mercy with thy brethren. While she was yet speaking these words, the young man said, Whom wait ye for? 
I will not obey the king's commandments, but I will obey the commandments of the law that was given unto our fathers by Moses. And now that has been the author of all mischief against the Hebrews, shall not escape the hands of God. For we suffer because of our sins. And though the living God be angry with us for a little while for our chastening and correction, yet shall he be at one again with his servants. But thou, O godless man, of all other most wicked, be not lifted up without a cause, nor puffed up with uncertain hopes, lifting up thy hand against the servants of God. For thou hast not yet escaped the judgment of Almighty God, who seeth all things. For our brethren, who now have suffered a short pain, are dead under God's covenant of everlasting life. But thou, through the judgment of God, shall receive just punishment for thy pride. But I, as my brethren, offer up my body and life for the laws of our fathers, beseeching God that he would speedily be merciful unto our nation, and that thou by torments and plagues mayest confess that he alone is God, and that in me and my brethren the wrath of the Almighty, which is justly brought upon our nation, may cease. Then the king, being enraged, handed him worse than all the rest, and took it grievously that he was mocked. So this man died undefiled, and put his whole trust in the Lord. Last of all, after the sons, the mother died. Let this be enough now to have spoken concerning the idolatrous feasts and the extreme tortures. Chapter 8 Then Judas Maccabeus and they that were with him went privily into the towns and called their kinsfolk together and took unto them all such as continued in the Jews' religion and assembled about six thousand men. And they called upon the Lord that he would look upon the people that was trodden down of all and also pity the temple profaned of ungodly men and that he would have compassion upon the city sore defaced and ready to be made even with the ground, and hear the blood that cried unto him, and remember the wicked slaughter of harmless infants, and the blasphemies committed against his name, and that he would show his hatred against the wicked. But when Maccabeus had his company about him, he could not be withstood by the heathen, for the wrath of the Lord was turned into mercy. Therefore he came at unawares, and burnt up towns and cities, and got into his hands the most commodious places, and overcame and put to flight no small number of his enemies. But specially took he advantage of the knights for such privy attempts, insomuch that the fruit of his holiness was spread everywhere. So when Philip saw that this man increased by little and little, and that things prospered with him still more and more, he wrote unto Ptolemaeus, the governor of Syria and Phineas, to yield more aid to the king's affairs. Then forthwith, choosing Nicanor, the son of Patroclus, one of his special friends, he sent him with no fewer than twenty thousand of all nations under him, to root out the whole generation of the Jews. And with him he joined also Gorgias, a captain who in matters of war had great experience. So Nicanor undertook to make so much money of the captive Jews as should defray the tribute of two thousand talents, which the king was to pay to the Romans. Wherefore, immediately he sent to the cities upon the sea coast, proclaiming a sale of the captive Jews, and promising that they should have fourscore and ten bodies for one talent. 
not expecting the vengeance that was to follow upon him from the Almighty God. Now when the word was brought unto Judas of Nicanor's coming, and he had imparted unto those that were with him that the army was at hand, they that were fearful and distrusted the justice of God fled and conveyed themselves away. Others sold all that they had left, and withal besought the Lord to deliver them, sold by the wicked Nicanor, before they met together. And if not for their sakes, yet for the covenants he had made with their fathers, and for his holy and glorious namesake, by which they were called. So Maccabeus called his men together unto the number of six thousand, and exhorted them not to be stricken with terror of the enemy, nor to fear the great multitude of the heathen, who came wrongfully against them, but to fight manfully, and to set before their eyes the injury that they had unjustly done to the holy place, and the cruel handling of the city, whereof they made a mockery, and also the taking away of the government of their forefathers. For they, said he, trust in their weapons and boldness, but our confidence is in the Almighty, who at a beck can cast down both them that come against us and also all the world. Moreover, he recounted unto them what helps their forefathers had found and how they were delivered, when under Sennacherib an hundred fourscore and five thousand perished. And he told them of the battle that they had in Babylon with the Galatians, how they came but eight thousand in all to the business with four thousand Macedonians, and that the Macedonians, being perplexed, the eight thousand destroyed, and hundred and twenty thousand, because of the help that they had from heaven, and so received a great booty. Thus, when he had made them bold with these words, and ready to die for the law and the country, he divided his army into four parts, and joined with himself his own brethren, leaders of each band, to wit Simon and Joseph and Jonathan, giving each one fifteen hundred men. Also he appointed Eleazar to read the holy books, and when he had given them this watchword, the help of God, himself leading the first band, and by the help of the Almighty, they slew above nine thousand of their enemies, and wounded and maimed the most part of Nicanor's host, and so put all to flight, and took their money that came to buy them, and pursued them far, but lacking time they returned. For it was the day before the Sabbath, and therefore they would no longer pursue them. So when they had gathered their armor together and spoiled their enemies, they occupied themselves about the Sabbath, yielding exceeding praise and thanks to God, who had preserved them unto that day, which was the beginning of mercy distilling upon them. And after the Sabbath, when they had given part of the spoils to the maimed and the widows and the orphans, the residue they divided among themselves and their servants. When this was done, they had made a common supplication. They besought the merciful Lord to be reconciled with his servants forever. Moreover, of those that were with Timotheus and Bacchides, who fought against them, they slew above twenty thousand, and very easily got high and strongholds, and divided among themselves many spoils more, and made the maimed, orphans, widows, yea, and the aged also, equal in spoils with themselves. And when they had gathered their armor together, they laid them up all carefully in convenient places, and the remnant of the spoils they brought to Jerusalem. They slew also Philarches, that wicked person who was with Timotheus, 
and had annoyed the Jews many ways. Furthermore, at such times as they kept the feast for the victory of their country, they burnt Calithenes, that had set fire upon the holy gates, who had fled into a little house, and so he received a reward meet for his wickedness. As for that most ungracious Nicanor, who had brought a thousand merchants to buy the Jews, he was, through the help of the Lord, brought down by them, of whom he made least account, and putting off his glorious apparel and discharging his company, he came like a fugitive servant through the midland unto Antioch, having very great dishonor, for that his host was destroyed. Thus he that took upon him to make good to the Romans their tribute, by means of the captives of in Jerusalem, told abroad that the Jews had God to fight for them, and therefore they could not be hurt, because they followed the laws that he gave them. About that time came Antiochus with dishonor out of the country of Persia, for he had entered the city called Persopolis, and went about to rob the temple and to hold the city, whereupon the multitude running to defend themselves with their weapons put them to flight. And so it happened that Antiochus, being put to flight of the inhabitants, returned with shame. Now when he came to Ecbatana, news was brought him what happened to Nicanor and Timotheus. Then swelling with anger, he thought to avenge upon the Jews the disgrace done unto him by those that made him flee. Therefore commanded he his chariot man to drive without ceasing and to dispatch the journey, the judgment of God now following him. For he had spoken proudly in this sort, that he would come to Jerusalem and make it a common burying place of the Jews. But the Almighty Lord, the God of Israel, smote him with an incurable and invisible plague. For as soon as he had spoken these words, a pain of the bowels that was remediless came upon him and sore torments of the inner parts and that most justly for he had tormented other men's bowels with many and strange torments albeit he nothing at all ceased from his bragging but still was filled with pride breathing out fire in his rage against the jews and commanding to haste the journey but it came to pass that he fell down from his chariot carried violently, so that having a sore fall, all the members of his body were much pained. And thus he, that a little afore, thought he might command the waves of the sea. So proud was he beyond the condition of man, and weigh the high mountains in a balance, was now cast on the ground, and carried in a horse litter, showing forth unto all the manifest power of God. So that the worms rose up out of the body of this wicked man, and whilst he lived in sorrow and pain, his flesh fell away, and the filthiness of his smell was noisome to all his army. And the man that thought a little afore he could reach the stars of heaven, no man could endure to carry for his intolerable stink. Here, therefore, being plagued, he began to leave off his great pride, and to come to the knowledge of himself by the scourge of God, his pain increasing every moment. And when he himself could not abide his own smell, he said these words, It is meet to be subject unto God, and that a man that is mortal should not proudly think of himself if he were God. This wicked person vowed also unto the Lord, who now no more would have mercy upon him, saying thus, That the holy city 
to the which he was going in haste to lay it even with the ground and to make it a common burying place he would set at liberty and as touching the jews whom he had judged not worthy so much as to be buried but to be cast out with their children to be devoured of the fowls and wild beasts he would make them all equals to the citizens of athens and the holy temple which before he had spoiled he would garnish with goodly gifts and restore all the holy vessels with many more and out of his own revenue defray the charges belonging to the sacrifices yea and that also he would become a jew himself and go through all the world that was inhabited and declare the power of god but for all this his pains would not cease for the just judgment of god was come upon him therefore despairing of his health he wrote unto the jews the letter underwritten containing the form of a supplication after this manner antiochus king and governor to the good jews his citizens wisheth much joy health and prosperity if ye and your children fare well your affairs be to your contentment i give very great thanks to god having my hope in heaven as for me i was weak or else i would have remembered kindly your honor and good will returning out of persia and being taken with a grievous disease i thought it necessary to care for the common safety of all not distrusting mine health but having great hope to escape this sickness but considering that even my father at what time he led an army into the high countries appointed a successor to the end that if anything fell out contrary to expectation or if any tidings were brought that were grievous they of the land knowing to whom the state was left might not be troubled again considering how that the princes that are borders and neighbors unto my kingdom wait for opportunities and expect what shall be the event i have appointed my son antiochus king whom i often committed and commended unto many of you when i went up into the high provinces to whom i have written as followeth therefore i pray and request you to remember the benefits that i have done unto you generally and in special that every man will be still faithful to me and my son for i am persuaded that he understanding my mind will favorably and graciously yield to your desires thus the murderer and blasphemer having suffered most grievously as he entreated other men so died he a miserable death in a strange country in the mountains and philip that was brought up with him carried away his body who also fearing the son of antiochus went into egypt to ptolemaeus philometer chapter ten now maccabeus and his company the lord guiding them recovered the temple and the city but the altars which the heathen had built in the open street and also the chapels they pulled down and having cleansed the temple they made another altar and striking stones they took fire out of them and offered a sacrifice after two years and set forth incense and lights and showbread when that was done they fell flat down and besought the lord that they might come no more into such troubles but if they sinned any more against him that he himself would chasten them with mercy and that they might not be delivered unto the blasphemous and barbarous nations now upon the same day that the strangers profaned the temple on that very same day it was cleansed again even the five and twentieth day of the same month 
which is Caslil, and they kept the eight days with gladness, as in the feast of the tabernacles, remembering that not long afore they had held the feast of the tabernacles, when as they wandered in the mountains in dens like beasts. Therefore they bare branches and fair boroughs and palms also, and sang psalms unto him that had given them good success in cleansing his place. So ordained also by a common statute and decree that every year those days should be kept of the whole nation of the Jews. And this was the end of Antiochus, called Epiphanes. Now will we declare the acts of Antiochus Euphator, who was the son of this wicked man, gathering briefly the calamities of the wars. So when he was come to the crown, he set one Lysias over the affairs of his realm, and appointed him his chief governor of Celosyria and Phoenice. For Ptolemaeus, that was called Macron, choosing rather to do justice unto the Jews for the wrong that had been done unto them, endeavored to continue peace with them, whereupon being accused of the king's friends before Eupator, and called traitor at every word because he had left Cyprus, that Philometor had committed unto him, and departed unto Antiochus Epiphanes, and seeing that he was in no honorable place, he was so discouraged that he poisoned himself and died. But when Gorgias was governor of the holds, he hired soldiers and nourished war continually with the Jews. And therewithal the Idumeans, having gotten into their hands the most commodious holds, kept the Jews occupied, and receiving those that were banished from Jerusalem, they went about to nourish war. Then they that were with Maccabeus made supplication, and besought God that he would be their helper, and so they ran with violence upon the strongholds of the Idumeans. And assaulting them strongly, they won the holds, and kept off all that fought upon the wall, and slew all that fell into their hands, and killed no fewer than twenty thousand. And because certain, who were no less than nine thousand, were fled together into two very strong castles, having all manner of things convenient to sustain the siege. Maccabeus left Simon and Joseph, and Zacchaeus also, and them that were with him, who were enough to besiege them, and departed himself unto those places which more needed his help. Now they that were with Simon, being led with covetousness, were persuaded for money through certain of those that were in the castle, and took seventy thousand drachmas, and let some of them escape. But when it was told Maccabeus what was done, he called the governors of the people together, and accused those men that they had sold their brethren for money, and set their enemies free to fight against them. So he slew those that were found traitors, and immediately took the two castles. And having good success with his weapons and all things, he took in hand, he slew in the two holes more than twenty thousand. Now Timotheus, whom the Jews had overcome before, when he had gathered a great multitude of foreign forces and horses out of Asia, not a few, came as though he would take Jewry by force of arms. But when he drew near, they that were with Maccabeus turned themselves to pray unto God, and sprinkled earth upon their heads, and girded their loins with sackcloth, and fell down at the foot of the altar, and besought him to be merciful to them, and to be an enemy to their enemies, and an adversary to their adversaries, as the law declareth. So after the prayer they took their weapons, and went on further from the city, and when they drew near to their enemies they kept by themselves. Now the sun being newly risen, they joined both together, 
the one part having together with their virtue their refuge also unto the lord for a pledge of their success and victory the other side making their rage leader of their battle but when the battle waxed strong there appeared unto the enemies from heaven five comely men upon horses with bridles of gold the two of them led the jews and took maccabeus betwixt them and covered him on every side weapons and kept him safe but shots arrows and lightning against the enemies so that being confounded with blindness and full of trouble they were killed and there were slain of footmen twenty thousand and five hundred and six hundred horsemen as for timotheus himself he fled into a very strong hold called gaura where chereas was governor but they that were with maccabeus laid siege against the fortress courageously four days and they that were within trusting to the strength of the place blasphemed exceedingly and uttered wicked words nevertheless upon the fifth day early twenty young men of maccabeus's company inflamed with anger because of the blasphemies assaulted the wall manly and with a fierce courage killed all that they met withal others likewise ascending after them whilst they were busied with them that were within burnt the towers and kindling fires burnt the blasphemers alive and others broke open the gates and having received in the rest of the army took the city and killed timotheus that was hid in a certain pit and chereas his brother with apollophenes when this was done they praised the lord with psalms and thanksgiving who had done so great things for israel and given them the victory end of chapters six through ten